We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. It was obvious you were playing Mendy, but... You played Mendy in a defender spot and played Bertrand in the early or in the main slate in the utility. Yeah, I messed up. Okay. <laughs> Just simple as that. Like I This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source of fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Starting Eleven. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Monday by Jordan Cooper to talk about uh, Saturday's Premier League slate, which I will now affectionately call Bailout Day, because uh, it felt to me that everyone who kind of went out on a live on, limb on certain guys got bailed out, including one I wrote about. Jordan, who bailed you out? Was it really a bailout, the goalkeeper? Yeah. Was it that much of a bailout? If I would have went a different direction, slightly different direction, it would have been a difference of three points between the two the two ways that I could have gone, or I mean, the three ways I could that I was considering. Like it, it wouldn't have made that big. I would have played Fabianski, and Fabianski got eight points. So yeah, not McCarthy's twenty-two, but then I would have played Cedric, who got seventeen, instead of Bertrand, who got six. Or I wouldn't have plugged in Gundogan, who didn't start, and then I had to play Fernandinho, but I would have played Matinho, who got eight. So I'm, like, looking all the way around, like, the three options that I considered all would have gotten over the cash line anyway. 
it didn't necessarily mean that you specifically were bailed out. Although that still sounds like a bailout to me, only because I bitterly did not get any bailed out bailouts. Um, you got the anti bailout actually. You got a missed penalty. Um, the missed penalty. So, <sighs> ah, um, I changed my lineup at nine fifty eight. It looks like it. It looks like. How did you end up on on this lineup? Yeah, I. The final lineup was not where I started. Like I. I ended up with Mares, but I actually had Aguero. So at 9.57, my lineup was Aguero, Sigurdsson, um, Billing, Lerma, uh, Le Marchand, Mendy, Lossel, and Mares. Like I was going to play Aguero, Mendy, and Mares. Knowing that you could always go to Sterling. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's Um, the reason for the cheap midfielders. Yes, and I had two of them. Um, I decided at 9.58, as I'm looking at my lineup, thinking, what's the safer play, Mares and Billing or Gross and Snodgrass? Gross and Snodgrass sounds like the safer play. Sure does. So that's where I went. Instead, or not instead, but so Gross gets the penalty early, and I'm like, I made the right decision. And while I can today say, like, I still think I made the right decision. I just got unlucky. It's like the worst cash lineup I've built in forever. Right. You got 35.5 points. Yeah. Yep. And the guy that I tossed out scored the goal for a guy who then missed a penalty. Like, Billing was was a punt I was always going to play. And I went to Lerma. Obviously, I was not expecting Billing to score a goal. But I went to Lerma because he was like a little cheaper, um, which allowed me kind of the flexibility with the Man City guys. And he just everybody was horrible. Just everybody was horrible. Yeah, but you had to have been kind of a little sick to your stomach a bit when, I mean, looking at the, the $5 single entry double up. Yep. Uh, you know, that's the, kind of what these lineups are geared towards or we talk about ownership even in cash. Oh, my that, gosh. When I, I mean, when you saw two percent gross, do do you know that like, uh, you're in two point nine, two point nine, not just two? Um, that's when I thought I actually didn't expect him to be highly owned. Um, but not two. I mean, not not that low. It was like twelve. I didn't expect it to be that low. No. Um, Snodgrass was in that group that we talked about the, on Thursday, where it was like Snodgrass or. Um, Milivojevic or even I think Felipe Anderson is probably too expensive for me. Um, I thought about Sari and eventually said, you know what? They're away and I'm not sure how much better he's going to be. I liked Snodgrass because Snodgrass had been taking most free kicks or at least most corners for West Ham. Even, I mean, Cresswell coming back in didn't really change it that much for me only because we just haven't seen like Cresswell going from not playing at all to like taking all corners like wasn't a thought in my mind, uh, especially for a new manager. And so while like none of the other guys were really that great except for Suri, um, which his goal I considered a bailout as well as well. Well, he got an assist. An assist. Oh, excuse me. You're right. It was a it was a goal the week before. Um, But like he wasn't that great without the assist. I mean, six points is fine for five points. And but it just 
Ugh. Everything went wrong. But yeah, the gross ownership was was very surprising to me. Not, again, I didn't expect everybody to have him, but um, that was pretty low to me. I mean, I but wasn't the- going to play him either. Well, the construction didn't really lead there. That's why, like, a guy in a set, at 7,700 not slotting him in, in a forward spot. Like, I could see Gross being played instead of Aguero, Aguero like, alongside Sigurdsson, go right down the middle. I was I actually saw... going to play him instead of Sigurdsson originally. Oh. But decide, I mean, I would have taken, I would have happily taken 20 points out of a midfield Gross. True, but you didn't get it because mm-hmm. of the, the penalty. I mean, mm-hmm. I played gross in GPP for that reason mm-hmm. because I wanted Brighton exposure because that game actually ended up as an over. Yeah. And I'm like, well, gross is going to be under-owned with Sigurdsson ownership being high. And, and you got other guys in that range that people will play for goals. And gross took the penalty the last well, – I mean, I look at Glenn Murray and go – if I had to choose but two guys that I want on this team, it's going to be like, I want March or Knockart, and then Gross or Murray. And I take March and Gross. And March put up 12 points. So, I mean, that, that was great for, you know, GPP value at 4% ownership. Mm-hmm. But Murray's brace, like, the reason I took Gross and not Murray is because Gross was on penalties on top of being on set pieces. So... If he's going to be under-owned as it is, I'll take the floor and the ceiling. If he scores a goal on top of his floor, that's a 20-plus point game. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting him in instead of Sigurdsson into those GPP lineups. Right. Or or I'm playing him uh, alongside Murata and hoping for a Murata hat trick or something in the Chelsea game because I'm not playing Hazard. Mm-hmm. So, like, in GPP, I mean, I saw all that. Just like in your lineup, I mean— when you see one percent Jefferson Lerma, like that doesn't surprise you. It's like yeah, you're using no. a punt play. Yep. Like I, I, I was considering like my punt play if I needed it was like James MacArthur at thirty yep. two hundred, but I would not be shocked. Go, oh, he's two percent owned in, in double ups. Uh, okay, uh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like my consideration, like y- that was your lineup. My lineup was Sigurdsson, Aguero, Sari, Fernandinho, which was Gundogan. Yep. Mendy. Oh, yeah. Low McCarthy. Bertrand. Uh, Before you keep going with that, uh, Gundogan was in my original build, and I ended up, like, I was going to play Gundogan instead of Snodgrass. Like, he was in that group. So why don't you just put him in there and just figure out Man City when when the game came up? I didn't think I needed a fourth Man City, because I already had Oh, because you were playing Mahrez. Okay, okay, okay. I get it now. Yep. But that's the reason why I did it. Like, I looked... From Gundogan, you had all those guys in that range. Sure. Suri and Moy and Snodgrass and Matinho, all of, all of mm-hmm. those. Milivojevic. Milivojevic, yep. Right. I look at that and I go, if Gundogan starts without Mares, I believe he's the top option there. I think the second option is Suri. And if I if I could play that, that it's not a priority. Suri was, I plugged in 100%. But the second guy I was going to use... Like, it would be Gundogan. Mm-hmm. And going through, it's like, I'm playing Aguero, I'm playing Sigurdsson, I'm playing Mendy. Okay, those are all plugged in. And the biggest news to me was Zaha being out for Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest news of the entire slate. Uh, Crystal Palace without Wilfred Zaha is horrible. Yeah, they are. Right? If anything, if, if anything you'd play Townsend, because now they're just going to have to aimlessly cross the ball more. But, I mean, I'm not going to play a $7,300 Townsend 
in Gash on mm-hmm. this slate. Uh, but when Zaha was ruled out and they rolled out that lineup, like Crystal Palace went from a minus 105 favorite to a plus 170 pick em, like in the span of like 40 minutes. So in that case, uh, I mean, I was already thinking of like, oh, well, Southampton guys are actually underpriced now because Palace sucks no matter if they're at home. But what that does is that since the pricing on goalkeeper is based around win and clean sheet odds, like Hennessy's 5,200 and McCarthy's 4,300, like based on that line now, as of 930 in the morning, like Hennessy should be 4,800 and McCarthy should be 4,700. Right. And now I have no interest in Palace. Like now, like even I was thinking of Benteke on Thursday. Like, oh, I could play Benteke. It's like, no, no, I want nothing to do with Palace. Like Milivoy, turned out he turned up. He was a pretty good cash play. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You feel free to play Benteke in cash. That's perfectly fine. Go there. But once I'm off Palace, it's like okay. If I'm now, I'm not. I'm not playing Milivojevic. He gets downgraded because I have other options. Yep. I, I could play Moy. I could play Snodgrass. I could play Matinho. So I don't have to play Milivojevic. And now it's like, well, I have no Palace. And it's like, well. If I think Palace is horrible, mm-hmm. they're playing at home. They may actually attack a little bit more for being at home, but just not good attack. Like, if I'm going down at goalkeeper, give me McCarthy. Like, my, my choice was either go all the way up, take McCarthy, and the other the other choice was Fabianski because I really wasn't going to play anyone on Wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more interested in West Ham, if anything, uh, playing someone like Cresswell, playing Cresswell and Antonio together, some type of combination like that. So it's like okay, I don't mind. I mean, goalkeeper's goalkeeper. Like I didn't. I'm not trying to overthink goalkeeper, but McCarthy became my clear top choice. Go paying down, so plugging him in. Like there are multiple ways that I could go. So I see uh, the Huddersfield fullbacks. I liked as my second defender, no matter what. Who was in? Uh, I was considering Hadjernage, but he's 3,900. Mm-hmm. Low is 3,500. You get 400 less. And Lowe sometimes does poach set pieces. Yep. Uh, so for I was surprised he was actually only 13% owned in that $5 double up. Well, I think a lot of people play Cresswell and Le Marchand. Like, the, both of those kind of outset that type of ownership there. Uh, I get the Le Marchand play. Like, for 3 k a little bit trappy, but, I, but you, a 3 k fullback playing as a fullback, although he plays a center back, a lot of times anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that if I needed to go there, fine. But I'm not, I'm not going from low to Lemarchand so I could go from McCarthy to Fabianski. Right. Like that doesn't I like I like low and Hydrogenage, no matter who it was, better than Lemarchand if I don't need to go all the way down there. So I have the spots that I already have filled are Sigurdsson, Aguero, Mendy, Suri. Like I'm taking those. Now, how do I construct from here? It's like, well, I like Southampton now. I like El Niasi. I like the fullbacks in this matchup now. Mm-hmm. El Niasi 6,600 is just a little too overpriced. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's fine priced, but just in this build. Right. If I plug him in, then I have to go down from Bert. I, now I have to go down to Le Marchand. Now I have to, you know, we're not play Mendy or something like that. Yep. And I'm like, that, that, to me, that isn't optimal. Or I have to go from McCarthy all the way down to to Begovic mm-hmm. or something. It's like, I didn't want to do that. So now I'm looking at my options. I go, well, Gundo, I have 
I like the, the, the Southampton fullbacks. I like them better than, like, do I go up to try to get up to Moy in that spot or do I take Bertrand or Cedric? It's like, I actually, I like Bertrand over Cedric, but I don't mind either of them. It's mm-hmm. a $500 difference. So my choice is, like, I could go up from low to Hadrogenage and then go down from Bertrand to Cedric. Right. Or I could go, keep it low, I could go from McCarthy to Fabianski and Bertrand down to Cedric. I still can't really get up to Moy yep. w- w- without uh, shifting other things. So, like, to me, that was the whole, like, kind of consideration. I could also take Cresswell instead of lower Hadrogenage, but now I'm... Now I have like thirty nine hundred, and then I have to play Cresswell and Hatterjernage instead of one of the Southampton fullbacks. Yep, and I didn't like that. But I thought that in in the price in the in the high four K price range, like if I can't get up to Moy, the best option is going to be a defender eligible player, not a midfielder in that range. Hmm. Like I could have played in that spot if I wanted to go down from low to Le Marchand, I could have played Sally March in that spot. I like March in that matchup, but I know he's going to be nothing on. I mean, like, he's not the best play in that, like, get me the 100 and I'll get Moy or something, something like that. And then I'm playing two Huddersfield players, Low and Moy, and I didn't want to do that against Everton. So I'm going around all those types of things going, can I get off a of Gundawan at all? Like, that's where I'm trying to find the money. Right. Like, Gundawan to Matinho gets me, what, 200 to... Uh, Milivojevic gets me 400 to get, I mean, so I'm I'm just basically moving around pieces like that with the goalkeeper up and down to Fabianski, and then I settled on on this. I'll just give me, give me, give me Bertrand, give me Southampton, sure. I, clean sheet eligible, obviously. It's correlated to MacArthur, Macar- uh, McCarthy. Uh, I was considering even going all the way down and taking MacArthur at 3,200, and then somehow going up and taking, like, Instead of Bertrand, I'd be able to take, like, Gross or something like that mm-hmm. and then not play Gundawan at all. But it's like all, all that floor value is in that mid-5K range. So why am, I, why am I avoiding that to pay up for what I don't believe is to be that high, much higher of a floor? That's why I look at Gross and I go, I don't, I'm fine with Gross if I'm building a balanced lineup. If I'm putting Gross in instead of Aguero and then I'm going to play even if I'm going to play Mares in the utility spot and play Mares Mendy, like okay, I can understand that construction. But once I plug in Aguero and Sigurdsson, it's like I should not be using Gross when I do have Matinho or Snodgrass or any of the, you know that whole range of guys. So that that was really my cons- my consideration there. And then once the Man City lineups came out and Gundogan wasn't in, I was already up. Like, I, I had 55 points, and I was third, second, third, and double. I mean, like, and I was blocking. So, like, any anyone that was below me either had one spot, a forward, had a goalkeeper, and, a, like, had two spots. Almost no one had three. And I'm sitting here with three, so I have the option to pivot, but let them pivot. Like, I'm a lot of defender spots were open, or utility spots that I knew were mending. Because it was like a forward spot and a utility. So I'm like doing the calculation. It's like, oh, that's Aguero Mendy. Like that's, it's, it's obvious to see. So let them pivot. Like you pivot a Sterling Mendy. But there were so many D spots open that I didn't, con- didn't want to move off a of Mendy in case he put up a 20-point game for whatever reason. Sure. 
Like that was I was more sure of blocking with Mendy than blocking with Aguero. I agree. I agree. Because I mean, because who else are you going to use in the defender spot? I can in some head to heads. I did move to Aguero, Mares, Yedlin, and obviously that <laughs> kind of worked out because Yedlin scored his first ever Premier League goal. Uh, but that was to speaking me, of bailouts, the, man. Jeez. Yeah, I, I know. I, not I, a bailout. You were. I don't even winning, think but... I won the head to head, so I mean, <laughs> it didn't. I don't think it even mattered. But that was the only thing. If once I take on Mendy in the defender spots, it's like, what do I do? Go to Kyle Walker, who yeah. also scored. Oh yeah. Uh, um, like, like there's no, there's no there's no combination there. So it's like, my goal right now is to block. I want to have the highest chance of winning, of coming in fifty fifth percentile. And I think instead of optimizing for salary in whatever way, like I'm just going to go from Gundogan down to Fernandinho. Keep Aguero and Mendy, and you run me down. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, two questions. Uh, one, you actually had mentioned in the Slack chat, so all of the subscribers who listen to this have pretty much already heard the answer. But uh, when I looked at your lineup before the Man City game, I noticed that you, I mean, it was obvious you were playing Mendy, but you played Mendy in a defender spot and played Bertrand in the early, or in the main slate, in the utility. Yeah, I messed up. Okay. <laughs> Just simple as that. Like, I, I built that cash lineup. I, I typically spend from, like, 9 to 9.30 just working on my cash lineup. Mm-hmm. till I get to a point in which I'm satisfied enough that I could lock that in and then work on my GPP lineups and then come back to my cash lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, I was working on my GPP lineups, and obviously when I set my cash lineup, I just put – because I was just filling spots in. Yeah. Like, I'm going to play these guys, and then what's left in the utility? Oh, there's Bertrand. Left him in, and I was playing a lot more GPP lineups than normal, like 20 or so, rather than 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was getting down to, like, 957, 958, and I still had, like, four lineups to go, and I was just rushing through. And by the time, you know, I, I got stuck with some dead lineups because I had three or four lineups that didn't submit on the lineups page. Before, right before lock, mm-hmm. uh, and then everything locks. So that's why I can I can mess up, right? Yeah. People mess up. <laughs> it's like there it is. It's locked. I'm like, I'm. Hopefully, yeah. I don't have to pivot that. I, hopefully, that doesn't screw me later in some extent. But even so, yeah, you would have just I, gone to Walker and gotten the goal. Right, right. That, there you go. Right, I wouldn't have played Fernandinho. I would have played Walker. Man, I'm right. Like. I mean, it did, I guess, but I mean, I wasn't thrilled about playing Walker. I mean, I would look at that and go, I'm playing Walker because at least he's clean sheet eligible. The difference was probably enough that you probably could have played Walker, David Silva. But I'm looking to block. I don't want to play David Silva. I want to play No, 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 no. But I'm saying if Mendy somehow wasn't starting. Right. Everybody with Mendy is going to Walker. So you have Walker. Right. So you're blocking with that. But I'm saying the Fernandinho money, now you have more money. And you probably can get up to David Silva. Right. But I, that's why I left myself with three. Like, I could have taken Matinho. I could have taken any of the guys in that 5K range. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thoughts were just basically, if Gundogan's in without Mahrez, he's the top option. And if he just doesn't happen to start, I don't mind I don't mind the slate having three Man City players. Sure. Like, whatever they are, they are. And I have more flexibility, I guess. As long as I get enough points everywhere else, 
Uh, at least I'll be on 270 PMR. Some people may be on 180 or mm-hmm. 90 or zero right. or something. Right. Then, like, take a stand on Joe Matinho <laughs> or Moy or any of, like, which were fine plays. Milivojevic, all of those were fine plays. It just that, like, okay. Like, I don't want to get stuck having to pivot and just have two Man City players and have a defender and a forward eligible player and then be like, like, well, if Aguero doesn't start, it's like, well, it's going to be Mendy and Sterling. Mm-hmm. And if Mendy doesn't start, it's going to be Aguero and Walk. Like, there's no flexibility right there. Yeah. At least with yeah. the third spot, maybe I could do more with it. Uh, but, I mean, I just wasn't thrilled about any of the other options, especially the Milivojevic one where I'm getting off a of Palace anyway. Right, right, right. Um, I have two other questions. Uh, they will both come after this quick break from starting eleven. Hey there, fantasy players. We've got some news for you. Starting 11 is back for the Premier League season, and it's time to get in on the action. In Starting 11, you can challenge managers from across the world for cash and head-to-heads, 50-50s, and winner-take-all Premier League contests. Download now on iOS and Android at www.starting11.io. That's starting11.io. Make sure to look out for their new mini-league contests, which are launching soon. Remember, on Starting 11, you build an 11-player roster with no salary cap restrictions. Best of all, instead of seeing injuries, substitutions, or poor performance ruin your chance of cashing in, Starting 11 lets you make up to three substitutions to your fantasy squad during live play, just like a real manager. So if one of your players is bottling it, you can get him off the pitch, and if a player you don't have is terrorizing the defense, you can get him in your lineup. So head over to www.starting11.io now to get into the game. First one is, did you not think about Philip Billing at all? No, who thinks about Philip Billing? 8.4% 8.4% of lineups. Well, they must have that. Didn't you mention him at some point? Yeah, I wrote him, I wrote him in my article. You, 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 you actually wasted, like, screen space on that? Wasted? 12 floor points. Okay. Guy's a beast. 21.75 at 8.4%. Not that the okay. 8.4% matters. That's the guy that I decided not to play, just so you know. Yeah, but I that's was looking, an outlier. Come yeah, on. Um, right? the, the floor points... In themselves were an outlier, but he I think he's been over eight in every game so far. Okay, so we'll be over on next slate and get a yeah. two. Yeah. Right, that's what's gonna end up happening. Um I was looking at the total standings. My thirty five point five is the uh, fourth lowest of anybody who submitted a lineup. Well, you beat three guys. I finished three thirty eighth out of three forty two and there were four dead lineups. Oh that's how so, bad mine was. Oh, so there wasn't even a live lineup below you? No, uh, there were three three live below oh, me, okay. and then four, th- uh, three dead ones. Excuse well, maybe me, I, maybe you should uh, send a head to head invite to the three people. I, I'm just assuming everybody's going to send them to me now, because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Um, but but you but you believe that it wasn't like there's nothing that you could have done. Like, I look at your lineup and be like, well, goalkeepers, goalkeeper, so be it. But let's say you had McCarthy instead of Lossell, regardless of salary. Like you come, you still come nowhere close. Like in this lineup. Well, like, I look at it, if I cash if I have McCarthy instead of Lossell and Gross converts the penalty. Okay. Well, that's two things. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm t- but I'm two things about, that happen all the time. Except they don't. Yeah, but but I mean you can't count on goalkeeper at all. It, it is what sure. it is. Sure. But if Lossell puts up a decent score, six, and Gross converts the penalty, you still don't cash. The cash line was like sixty-six or something, right? Somewhere uh, around there. I mean, you need to make up 30 points. Well, Gross's is a 15-point swing. Okay, now you're at 50. 
And then you just said minus two to eight or to okay. six. That's an eight point swing. Okay. So now does you're that at get me. You're still not. You're still not there. How many was that? Fifty eight. Yeah, I'm still short. Right. Oh, well. That's 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 why I'm looking. I'm like this. Oh no, because then I also had uh, I switched out of Aguero. Um, well, he had one eleven fifty. That's one point five. Yeah, difference. see, I'm chipping away here. I'll be up there okay, in no time. Still, and then if I played you're... Billing instead of Lerma. Oh, well, uh, now, now, now we're getting to a way <laughs> long string of events. Yeah. But I think that's also about 65,000. It's a lineup I look at and go, you didn't get unlucky. Like this, I don't think this is I – I think this is a poor build. I had a GPP lineup with Hazard, Mitrovic, Glenn Murray, and Gross. Murray obviously doesn't get two goals if Gross has one, but I do. you do get one. I didn't play uh, Lossel on that one. That was my only thing that cashed. What a terrible day. Oh, I had another question. Um, why did you decide to play more GPP lineups than normal? Oh, because it was a six-game slate, and, like, uh, the Golazo, I mean, like, like they're bigger content. The soccer contests are bigger now, and there's more games on the slate. Like, if it was a three-game slate, I probably don't play 18 lineups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably play eight. I mean, there's not, like, I, I'm not trying to cover all bases. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to make uh, as many stack. I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stand somewhere, and I'm gonna have all my GPP lineups correlate to some type of stand. Like that's why like Benteke. Like I I wasn't gonna use him, but it's like I'm going back to the Tosin well. So I played Tosin plus Sigurdsson. I played Tosin plus Coleman. I played those two combinations alongside uh, Murata Aspilicueta and a Murata by himself type of thing then mm-hmm. i played gross in march like i'm i'm going for those combos but now i'm putting them all together it's not that i'm just like putting them in one lineup and then like have no other lineups that have exposure to that type of situation right i'm just i'm taking like four or five correlations and then making combinations of those correlations so i had like cresswell antonio and if i'm playing cresswell i'm playing fabianski in that lineup because the goalkeeper defender yep. correlation. Like if I'm playing in a GPP lineup, if I'm playing low, like that's a lineup without Tosin or Sigurdsson or Coleman. Yep. Like that, those are the lineups where I'm playing Murata Gross in my forward spots and no Everton exposure. So like just think of if you have four correlations like that, like you could probably make 15, 16. I mean, not, you're not covering every combination of that, but at sure. least somewhat. And then in, in those where it's like I'm playing Aguero by himself in the utility. No Mendy. Or mm-hmm. I'm playing Mendy Sterling. And then everything. I mean, like you could do all of that because I'm infusing Man City players into that as well. So it's like I'm going to take a stand in one, in one way. I had South, I had a Southampton stack. I had, you know, Bertrand, Soares, and McCarthy with no one else. And then I would have El Niasi. Bertrand Elniasi McCarthy. So I played him also. So I'm just finding all of those type of ways and just taking ones like West Ham. It's just like I'm taking Antonio. I'm taking Cresswell. Like I'm not going to go Arnautovic. I'm not, I mean, because then that creates too many combinations. I'd have to make 40 lineups now. Right. In order to kind of get them all together. And it's just, it's not worth it to do that. And I'm also doing them by hand. Like when I play NBA, like with pen and paper. Or, oh, so. yeah, with pen and paper with fourteen hours of research. But I'm doing them by hand rather than NBA or NFL, where you know I could play eighty, a hundred lineups, and I'm doing that through a lineup builder, right? Through a CSV upload. 
I mean, I guess I could do it for this, but I mean, I, I don't need exposure percentages on on eighteen lineups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's gonna get stupid. Like by the time you you get that all right to the point dot whatever, like it it you might as well just do it by hand. Just go okay. I'm gonna do Sigurdsson, Tosin, then I'm gonna do Tosin, Coleman, and then I'm gonna do Tosin by himself. And then who do I fit in here? Well, Tosin, Sigurdsson, there's. I already have two forward eligible players, so this one won't have Murata in it. The one without, with the one that will have Murata in it. That one will, I mean, like, and you just, you build three lineups at a time, kind of. Mm-hmm. Three here, three here, three here, three here. The non Everton lineups, okay. In the non Everton lineups, I want low in, right? You know, like that type of, that type of process. So I guess, yeah, I guess my, my other question is, uh, I mean, you're obviously used to playing multiple lineups, but, uh, at what point do you decide to keep going to like, let's say like, do you go already, in and say, I've I'm going to make at least 12 lineups. I've already decided how many lineups I'm going to play before the slate even. I mean, so the, yeah, I guess that's my question. Like what makes you th- say I'm going to play 18 lineups on this slate? I, le- I take a look at the prize pool. I take a look at the pr- uh, payout structures. I take a look at the offerings that, I mean, there's a difference between like, the twenty dollar back heel and the three dollar galazzo. Like next week, the galazzo I think is uh, smaller. Got cut down because smaller. The back heel's still fine, but because the galazzo is smaller, now I'm going to cut down lineups to bid. The total I look at how, what place do I need to come in for a return based on all my lineups, all my GPP lineups combined. Like I don't want to make it where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna play. $43 lineups. That's 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where's $120 on the payout structure? Eighth place. It's like, is that now is it worth it to do that many lineups for that contest? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It, it, there's, there's a line somewhere. And then how many games are on the slate? If, there's, if it's a two-game slate, how many... I'm not going to make 30 lineups for a two-game slate. Right. Yeah, you pay the EV tax too much because everything's overlapping. On a six-game slate, okay. Champions League eight-game slate, sure. I, I, 24 lineups. But if it's if it's an eight-game slate and the prize pool is a thousand dollars, like I'm not going to spend. It doesn't matter then. Like I'm I'm still only going to I'll play four lineups, no matter if it's how many. The eight million game slate. It's like what. It, I'm not going to make more lineups than like third place in the contest. Like, that's just stupid. So, like, I decide that beforehand. And I decide, like, okay, in the $20 back heel, I'm going to play nine lineups. And I'm going to play nine lineups in the $3 Galazzo, which will also be the lineups that are in the back heel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those solo, and then, you know, the $1 whatever the hell. Con- that's I have three lineups in that. And it's one of it's going to be one of the ones that aren't in the back heel. Like I, I typically set it all up like like here's my cash lineup. Here's my high stakes GPP like the Scorpion kick lineup. Like I'm doing specifically for the 180. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, what's the mid-range GPP? I'm going to have on a EPL slate, I could have maybe 6, 7, maybe 9, maybe you know some it could be 4, who knows. On a Sunday maybe it's only 2. And that's going to be those lineups and then I'll have like 5 that's just low, the $3 contest. But in the $3, I'll also put it in the $2 and the $1. 
like to make up for, like I with a six dollar entry I could win three low stakes GPPs at once versus putting the one dollar into like the like I don't care like if I'm playing the scorpion kick for 180 and first place is five grand like I don't I don't care if like the one dollar lineup would have won 250 out of that I'd rather take it a shot on one of the the lower stakes lineups if you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm okay like I, winning the 180 is good enough that right. I don't need to have that in all like at that line I may not even be in like the back heel at all like because I'd rather play more line I'd rather have as many shots to win one of the GPPs mm-hmm. right one of the main ones than like like yeah once I'm spending 180 in one contest like why do I need to put a, a five dollar corner kick single entry with that lineup right it's like, is there a way for me to win the corner, $5 corner kick and then not cash in the 180? Probably not. And vice versa. So all I'm doing is just like doubling down and putting more putting more money into that lineup when I already have enough. Mm-hmm. I'd rather put the $5 into that single entry, whatever, into one of the lineups that's in the $3. So now I have an $8 lineup. Right. Because if that wins, if that comes in fifth, that $8 could turn into... 270 mm-hmm. rather than the 180. If I win that and come in fifth, it's like a difference of 5,000 and 5,270. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I just rather, I'd rather not have the other lineups rather than a $3 lineup win 1500. It's like, well, it's also win the 200 and the $1 contest. It'll also win the quarter arcade for 50 bucks or whatever mm-hmm. it is. That's what I, that's how I do it. At least. I mean, it, it makes sense in my mind. But I mean, for the for other sports, I I I typically don't even overlap contests hmm. because those are much bigger GPPs. Oh, sure, sure. But even like the single entry stuff, it's like like for NFL this this week, like I'll probably make a hundred lineups, but like fifteen will be in the Millie Maker, mm-hmm. and twenty you'll be in the 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 four dollar twenty max or whatever whatever it is. There's an $8 one out, eight lineups into, but none of them will overlap. And like, like the lineup that's in the Millie Maker will not also be in another contest. Cause yep. my goal is to, I want to spread out my exposure in my player pool as much as possible with the correlations. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to cover all bases, but still, I want as many, you know, if I'm playing quarterback wide receiver, I want that alongside the other six, seven correlations that I'm making. And if I win one of them, my, my, my thing is I enter contests in those sports because they're bigger where my total volume in GPP, this is not counting the cash lineup, my total volume, uh, the first prize of any GPP that, that a lineup has entered will profit even if all the other lineups die. Right. So that's why like even like the single entry, the daily dollar, the $5,000 daily dollar, the first place is like, 350. It's like, well, I'm I'm playing $600 worth of lineups. So having that one lineup which hey, maybe it puts up a 260 and would have won the Millie Maker. And it not only is that a kick in the nuts, like it wins the $250 in this daily dollar and I still lose money. You're right. Right? Like that like so so if I'm playing $600 worth of GPP lineups, 
first place in any of the GPPs that I enter any of the lineups has to be more than six hundred dollars. Yep, that makes sense. You're playing because you're playing GPPs to win the whole thing, mm-hmm. and I just want one of my lineups to win whatever one GPP that it's in. And yeah, I'd love for it to be the Millie Maker, but I'll I'll take the hundred K in the play action. I'll take the fifty K in whatever. I mean, like they're big enough mm-hmm. that I'm investing a fairly small percentage of money compared to the prize pool. Like I'm not building 700 lineups. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to that extent because then it gets to the point where you have to look at the payout structure and go, well, if I'm spending $12,000 worth of GPP lineups, well, then I can only, there's some GPPs that the first place is 10,000. So it's like, well, now I can't enter those. So mm-hmm. now it ends up that I'm playing all my volume in the Millionaire Maker, which has the worst payout structure in the history of mankind. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but, but it's for a mar- but I mean they do it. One, I mean it's for marketing purposes, and you'll take your shots. But I mean it's like unless 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 you take one down over the course of your lifetime or whatever, it's like a negative EV thing. Mm-hmm. But I will throw. I, I like the twenty maxes in the, in those sports. But the, but it, it all applies to soccer also. Like even the scorpion kick, like I, when when the first payout structure is, uh, I mean I th- I think it's a great contest. I actually prefer it better than like they used to run like a four hundred, which was only like thirty seven man. I mean like like I I like the two hundred man one eighty, but like for like the first payout slot is like three hundred, so it's like or or three twenty or something like it's one point five x. And first is five thousand, like in that type of instance. Like I'm not going to play three lineups into that. Three lineups into that. It's you know I'm I'm paying what five forty, right? And like that's like that's like sixth place or something. And then like I would have to cash all three of them, min two of them. Min just cash, to, yeah, just to, just to break even, right? Yep. And then, so why am I playing three lineups? Mm-hmm. I'll play one. There you go, one lineup. I'll specifically make it for this contest, knowing the field, opponent field primarily, to gauge ownership. I don't have to go way off the board because it's still only a two hundred man contest or around there. But in like the the seven thousand man contest, like the Galazzo or whatever, yeah, that's why I have three dollar, five dollar lineups where. Yeah, when I say that, ah, I may play some Benteke. Like, that's where I'm playing them. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm playing, you know, I'm doing, you know, to- I'm doing the 10% or less, the Solly Marches. The, you know, maybe, hey, if I like one of them a lot, maybe I do play it in the 180. But for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm when I, if I'm playing, like, guys that, that, Andrew, that you laugh at, you're like, really? You're going to play, yeah, gee, why? You can do anything in GPP. It's like I'm committing $20 worth of lineups. And if he doesn't do if right, if he doesn't do anything, so so be it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's in four lineups. Like, big deal. But I'm play if I'm playing fifteen, that's still almost a third of my lineups. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's not a third of my volume. It's like sure. three percent of my volume. So understand in GPPs, which I, I I in the past since pretty much since King of the Pitch, my GPP track record has not been very good. Hmm. So I mean, but it's gonna be I mean, it's high variance anyway. So I mean, one 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 good week, one win could make up for four months of bleeding, I guess. So I mean, you, but that's how you play. I mean, if you're gonna play to minimum cash, I mean, with the payout structures on DraftKings and FanDuel, I mean, it's the same thing on FanDuel. 
It's like you're just going to bleed yourself away. Mm-hmm. Like when, when they, they get so steep from at the top as as they become bigger and bigger, like like settling on a like 36th place finish type of score, like you're not going to hit it often enough where you're actually profiting. Like you're going to have to top five one of these things and top – you could – top in a 180 scorpion kick i mean you could if you play that what if you play that 30 times if you play that 30 times you could win once and break even or you could play it 30 times and come in second and third place one or two times Mm -hmm. and be breaking even but if you're like i came in 18th and 1.5 x min cashed like you're gonna have to do that like more than half the time. Consistently, yeah. Right, consistently. And if you're going to be doing that and you're coming in 17th place, seventh, like that's a double-up lineup. Like you have to, you're, you're coming, you're, you're, you're being forced to get a 1.5x payout for a 22nd, uh, what, a 78th percentile score lineup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when a double-up is 55th percentile. So... And you get doubled, like that's even fifty fifth percentile, and you double your. It's a two x rather than a one, not including the rake. Right. So that's why I look at those payout structures and go, I'd almost rather eliminate nineteenth. Well, I mean, I'm making up number because I'm not. It's not looking in front of me. But if it paid out nineteen spots or whatever, twenty two spots, get rid of the last five spots, and then just have seventeenth be two x. At least it's some. It's like okay, at least I get paid there rather than 1.5x all the way up to, like, 12th place. Right. Right? Because then you, you just have... The the amount of times you have to get in that range just to break even, the lineup, then you should just be in double-ups or triple-ups or something. Right? Unless you're playing to win. If you're playing to win, then it doesn't matter. If you're playing to win and it's like, well, I, I, I won twice in 30 attempts, and the tw- other 28 attempts, I came in dead last... Other than three lineups before and four dead lineups like you, <laughs> uh, uh, then it's fine. Yeah, it's Profit. fine. Yeah, you're perfectly you're perfectly fine. Yeah. Of course, your graph of your results is going to look like a lot, and then yeah. you know, do you're bleed. dropping, and then you're bleeding, and then you're fine, and then and you just have to have bankroll management to survive all of that. But I think that if you're if you're aiming for those 1.5x spots, it's like do that for two years, and all you're gonna see is like, well, I haven't won. I came in third once. I came in seventh this other couple of times, a tenth or whatever. And then you look at your ROI over two years and go, I thought I was winning in those contests. I actually cashed x right. amount, a good percentage of time. And it looks, and your ROI is negative eight percent. And you go, well, that's stupid. It's like, yeah, unless you win. You're just going to bleed yourself away with that type of payout structure. So I think maybe maybe the key is that for GPPs, for anything, it's like devise your strategy of how you're allocating your money, your in general, like based on these mm-hmm. lineups, based on these. And if payout structures are horrible for your style of play or your bankroll size or whatever, then just don't play them perfectly fine not to there are gp there there's there's certain gpps high stakes gpps that i don't play because of that reason because mathematically it's 
too much of a percentage of what I'm playing on this slate for that poor of a payout structure. Sure. So it's a lot of times it's like the whatever the twenty man is, like the hundred dollar twenty man, where like fifth place, and it like you have to get fifth place is one fifty, and fourth place is one fifty. Right. And third is two fifty, and then five hundred and seven fifty, so, something like that. And I'm like, dude, I could play twenty five dollar triple ups for that. Like, like I'm playing X amount of dollars. That's why I never really played the four hundred. It's like. If I were to play that four hundred, I have to match that four hundred with two thousand dollars worth of cash volume, and I, a lot of times, I don't even get up to that. So it's like, then I have too much money put into one GPP. So my week is determined by really that. You know how how to me it's almost sometimes more uh, disheartening to see your cash lineup sweep. And you barely make any money. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm going to do 1500 in cash volume and 600 you know, 700 in GPP. And you're 1500 and it's total of 2200 And your 1500 turn of cash turns into 2300 2400 Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, because you don't, you miss some triple ups. You yeah. know, you, a three-man that didn't make it. You know, that type of thing. And then your GPP is pretty much your seven hundred turned into ninety, like so like they they none of them did well. Mm-hmm. Some of them min cashed or whatever. And then you look, it's like okay, I put in twenty two hundred dollars worth of volume, and my green score is uh, twenty five. Right. It's like I made three hundred bucks, which hey, that's perfectly fine return, right? If you made three hundred dollars on twenty five hundred, that's a what, twelve percent? I mean that's that is prob if hey. That's actually a good expected return, long-term. If you could do that consistently, so be it. Sure. But it always sucks. It's like, you know, it's like I did so well in cash and bombed so much in GPP that it felt like like I did everything fine and I didn't, I barely, like it didn't make up for the last week where I fell off the cliff in cash and didn't do anything in GPP and now I'm, you know, it's a $2,000 loss. Right, right, right. Like that, like... And put whatever number you buy. It could be 200. It's X's and Y's. I'm just using these numbers to give you a sense. Mm-hmm. What was your um, best GPP score this past weekend? What, number what? Like the score-wise? Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't worth it enough. Uh, 110 oh. maybe or oh, something? Okay. I, had a, I had a good lineup. I had a, I had a good lineup with Murata and Tosin in it. Mm. Just stuck in there. because I, And everyone else's. But that was the Southampton stack. Plus, like, Solly March, with, and that was with Cedric, and and then just two duddy forwards. No Man City? I think maybe there was one. I think maybe Aguero was in the utility mm-hmm. or something. Something like that. It yeah. was, it, hey, it was something that I think I made 2x on that lineup, or 3x on that lineup. But, I mean, I made a lot of that this past uh, Saturday. I actually... Out of my sixteen, whatever GPP lineups, I like like ten of them min cashed, mm-hmm. and then one less three X, and my cash lineup did well. Other than missing a couple of three mans and head to heads, like it was a good Saturday. Mm-hmm. But still, like the, the you have to balance your your volume between everything. That I just I don't I don't like relying on like, well I better win this. $500 three man because I have $900 worth of volume. Right. Right. 
Like, especially on those interleague slates where there may not be as much participation. Sure. And the contests, I mean, there's only so many posted double-ups or posted head-to-heads. And then I look and I see some 215 three-man with some random person and go, well, I'm, well this is going to be a third of my volume. Mm-hmm. Like, if I lose this three-man and sweep the rest of my double-ups, I break even. Right. But you still take it. Well, because my my edge, I, I believe my edge there is worth it. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but if I replayed that sl- that slate a hundred times, I'm going to win more often. So, what does it matter either way? That well, right. that's the long term perspective. Finding your finding the edges. Mm-hmm. I don't con- I don't consider myself the best player in the DraftKings soccer lobby, but sometimes you know I I look at I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pick off the lowest hanging fruit first before moving up to the next lowest, to, to the medium hanging. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes at the top hanging, I just don't even participate. I'm just like, hey, you guys have fun. It's perfectly fine. Sometimes I choose to. Sometimes I don't. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't delude myself into going, like, looking at an 11-man with 10 people that, like, I'm blocking head-to-head-wise. Right. And go, why don't I get into this? Just because I don't have... I don't have my normal amount of volume. I, well, then I guess I won't have my normal amount of volume. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't play three mans this slate because I'm not going to play a three man with Saramek and Redcoat. Right. I'm just I'm not going to enter this if I see Saramek and a rando, Redcoat and a rando, or someone that I I have I've played before and I have a positive return, or I've looked at their lineups and be like, ah, oh, they got lucky against me last time. But if I ever see them again. I have a note to say, play him. Then so be it. And hey, if that ends up being where like my slate leans on a three man or a head to head like that, then those opportunities don't come up often enough. That right. if someone shows up with a five hundred dollar head to head on an interleague slate, I'll be like, okay. But that's why you have a, that's why you have you know, bankroll management. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's still only a small percentage of my bankroll that that that's me being aggressive. Sure. When even that, to a lot of people, is like, that's how you should normally be. And I think that in times in the past, I've missed out on profit because of it. Where I could have been much more aggressive and would have made more on the slates that I did well. Right. That I chose not to. No, when my cash lineup, I didn't put into the top corner, which would have gotten me an extra $2,000. But it represented too much percentage of volume for that lineup. So it just turns out I came into first place in double up. So mm-hmm. I came into mm-hmm. first place in that. So be it. But I, that's that's why my thing that I always say on, on the podcast, when seeing the advice that, that at least I give, is that I come from a very conservative, and sometimes, sometimes that's a leak. I go, that's why, you know, playing... Gundawan or whatever, like, worst-case scenario, I could switch and be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, block with men, like, just what do I know? You know, on Sunday, playing Jeff Hendrick because he did take set pieces when JBG was out, and then Duncan McNeil or whatever his name is. He's taken them, and he's forward eligible, and I could have played him instead of Kane, right? But I cho- I didn't even stay, to, stay in my brand on Sunday. <laughs> right? Played Kane? I played Kane on a Sunday and lost. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. 
I thought everyone was well. He was high owned. Yeah. Oh well. All right. If anybody has any follow questions for Jordan, actually specifically, um, because we have an international break coming up, we're probably going to do some Ask the Shark podcast. So if anybody has any questions they'd like us to discuss on this podcast, we've had a bunch already that um, that we've done. Excuse me. More just like Jordan said, we've done some on bankroll management, a bunch on entering GPPs and stuff like that. So if there's any topic you'd like us to hit up this week feel free to get to jordan on twitter at blenderhead that's blender hd you can do the same thing to me on twitter at rotowire andrew we're available in the rotowire slack chat you can drop them there as well if you're a subscriber if you'd like to get in just uh, hit up the rotowire soccer twitter account which is at rotowire soccer jordan thanks for all that and i'll talk to you later this week oh and thank you to starting 11 for sponsoring the podcast Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.